0: I hope you're sitting for this part. Thank you for vacationing in my hometown of Dubuque, Iowa. And thank you for pronouncing it correctly. I don't care how I don't, I, don't care. I don't even care what that word is. It's Dubuque.
1: You're tuned into the GoCast Podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. I got my mind on my muna and my muna on my mind. Are you feeling okay? You're looking a little green. I'm sorry. Was that embarrassing? No need to turn red. And I got these guys all lured up. And more on this episode of GoCats. hello and welcome to the go cast podcast episode 131 it's february 9th yet another tuesday evening this one's special though because we did just have Tank spotlight hour wait that's not <laughs> why it's special i'm your host chris and this week i'm joined as always by my co-host kyle hiya and the reason it's actually special oh Tank spotlight hour is pretty sick We've got Ken from the Lured Up podcast with us today. Ken, how the heck are you? Dude, I am very good, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, it's been a long time coming. Last time we tried to have you on, we had some technical issues that kind of stopped us in our tracks, so to speak. And so we've been talking and talking and talking about getting it back on and finally it, it the stars aligned and we made it happen although every single time i, I ask you about it like right now let's go so it was definitely on my part so don't you worry about that uh, but-,
0: <laughs> but you're can- like hey you want to come back on the show i'm like aren't you guys recording in like an hour let's do this <laughs>
1: yeah and i was like no no, no 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 we got a plan for this week next week you're like oh okay all right fine 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 sure but i, I don't see how it could be possible but Maybe there's somebody that's listening who doesn't know who you are or what Lured Up is or what the Pokemon Professor Network is. So why don't you fill those people in a little bit at the top here? Sure. Um, uh, My name is Ken Pescatore. I am the owner and founder
0: of the Pokemon Professor Network, which is mainly a podcast network dedicated to Pokemon. We've got three different shows. Uh, The Lured Up podcast, which is dedicated to Pokemon Go. We've got the Special Conditions podcast, which is dedicated to the TCG And then we have the "Gotta Watch Them All" podcast, which is dedicated to the anime and kind of general Pokemon culture and community. Uh, That's pretty much where I'm at with things. I mean, I'm just I'm living the life of uh, of a Pokemon trainer, you know, with uh, the part time hustle and full time results. That's how that's how I like to roll.
1: (laughs) My man, I love it. Ken is a consistent source of inspiration for most of us in the podcasting sphere. This man works so very hard, and still, and still maintains his charming demeanor i don't know how you do it i don't
0: know how you do it's it got to be the pokeballs
1: (laughs) you know what i think so i think so and we'll, we'll drop that right there uh so before we actually get started here shout out to two patrons of ours two brand new ones levitate the hype and ozzy thank you so much for your patrons we appreciate it and we hope that you're enjoying the discord I've seen both, I believe, in there so far. I might be wrong about Ozzy, but I know for sure I've seen Levitate the Hype. So looking forward to getting to know one, if not both of you better there. So thanks very much again. Okay, it's time for some goal reflection. Kyle, you and I set some goals last week. Are you ready to, uh, ready to pay up or shut yeah. up? Is that the phrase? Something I'm like ready. that? Put up or shut up? I don't know, man. Last week, you said you wanted to do 200,000 experience. I did it that. Easy. You did. Sweet. Good job. Three shiny Roselia.
2: I did not actually do that.
3: <laughs> oh, no.
1: My. We'll, we'll talk about it in
2: a second. But yes, I didn't do that.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Okie dokie. 35
2: GPL matches? No.
3: <laughs> Okie dokie.
2: <laughs> I started doing Love Cup, though. There's that. That's great. Thanks. No, it's not. Did you, did you uh, finish the Joto Celebration event? No, I didn't. I hate rocket leaders, apparently oh man (laughs) all right one out of four um hey that's that's my average
1: no last week you had two out of four before that was two out of four you were an upward trend you're just i was that does not
2: had not been enough to change my average yet though
1: true fair enough fair enough fair enough Uh, for myself i wanted to hit 72 million experience i did do that i finished that up finished the level 40 uh tasks for the second step i didn't i've got to finish walking for some candy and my gbl matches so that'll probably be when i pay forward this week and then 25 shiny Rosalia. oh boy did i just completely blow that out of the water so i definitely did so two out of three for me not not really that hot but you know hey i'll take it over one out of four just throwing out a random figure there uh ken hey how's it going it's going man it's it's great did you do anything uh do anything notable lately? How's Pokemon Go been treating you in the past like week or so? It's been it's been
0: great. I mean, I am I'm, I'm enjoying the game more so now than ever. I've kind of decided to throw caution to the wind when it comes to my spending in regards to remote raid passes. So oh, no. it's, it's <laughs> oh, been fine because I'm just I'm enjoying doing remote raiding with the community and uh, nice. it's been a blast. Like I mean, you know, I was trying to like have some kind of you know, discretion with my spending and it would always, you know, run into trouble. You know, I didn't have passes now. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just, I'm just buying them. So it's, I've given up the, uh, the, the mission to kind of maintain good spending habits (laughs) when it comes to remote passes. I'm just buying, I'm just
1: buying them. It's fun. It's therapy (laughs) at this point in time, you know, and, and really can you put a price
2: on that? Yes. No, no, yes, you, can. no <laughs> you can't. No, you know, Kyle, stop it. No, you can't. You absolutely ob- objectively, you can. Plenty <laughs> of people pay for
3: it.
1: That's true. They do. Um, but uh but I was speaking figuratively. Uh this is an artsy fartsy podcast, okay? All right. <laughs> we couldn't be further from the truth, but okay, well, that's great. That's good to hear it. Glad to hear that you're still having fun with the game, living it up, doing the thing. I'm assuming if you weren't having fun with the game, I would have heard about it in some capacity, considering you podcast so much about the topic right no it really it really has been a
0: blast i mean i'm I'm reengaged with team go rocket i'm reengaged with the gym system, I'm doing plenty of raids, I'm out there grinding you know it it, it seems that I'm playing less as far as like time, but my screen time report still tells me that I have like the phone on for you know nineteen hours a day so i mean it's <laughs> it is what it yeah. is like a, I feel like I'm playing less, but my time playing is more efficient and and definitely more engaged
1: yeah no absolutely and i think that we're all just kind of getting better at integrating into our daily lives considering our daily lives are all just now a big old pile of mush because we're all you know simplifying our lives to diminish the amount of exposure we have to outside things right so (laughs) my gosh yeah no kidding but without further ado i think now is an excellent time to hop on the news ken we have a lot of topics we're covering this week and i'm excited to have you here uh for some extra discussion points because especially in the back half of this news section boy oh boy there's a lot to talk about what's going on it's the news all right first things first let's take a look back at Roselia community day this past weekend and i want to know how we all did now kyle why don't we start off with you because it sounds like you've probably got a story to tell at least that's what you alluded to now i know you weren't exactly the most thrilled about this community day in the first place it wasn't it was your least favorite bonus. You weren't excited about the Pokemon. The two moves are only for PVP, so it doesn't really speak to you on a spiritual level. So uh, why didn't you even get three shinies?
2: I worked. Oh, that's a good Sunday. thats a good argument.
1: That's a good argument.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I worked at one o'clock, so it started at 11 and I just played from home on incense plus house spawns. And I only got one despite, you know, all the ones I caught. It was wow. poor luck. So you didn't do much uh, egg hatching or anything either, did you? No, and I <laughs> wouldn't have. I wouldn't have even if I'd gone out to play because I, I already have a shiny Badoo and I'm not interested in hatching more just Badoo. But do you have like four of them? <laughs> I don't want four.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to do with them now that I have them.
2: Oh I'd gosh, rather hatch no some more core fish because that's all people are hatching now, right?
1: Yeah, you say that, but I don't believe you for some strange reason. I just don't believe you. Anyway, Ken, what about you? How was Roselle commute today for you? How many shines did you get? Did you enjoy it? All that sort of good stuff. You know, it it was pretty good. We we
0: were we had really really bad weather here in Jersey. I mean, we had it was yeah. like a blizzard. Yeah, we got uh you know like a foot of snow.
1: Oh yeah. man, and it
0: was brutally coming down, and um, I've got. All-wheel drive truck. So I went out and played. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. had an awesome time. No, it was you know, it was it was fun, but uh, you know, I, I couldn't be on foot, you know, even if the weather is like cold or rainy, I, I like to play community days on foot. But this one I was I was, you know, trapped in the car, which wasn't too bad considering the the horrendous weather. But, you know, all in all, I did play for the full event. You know, I think I left with maybe 22 shinies something like that nice you know it it was it was it was great you know i talked a lot of smack on lured up that you know recycled shinies and this and that and then Mm -hmm. you know i'm I'm a hypocrite because when it comes down to it i still have a good time (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's really true. And and more to that point too. And I'm kind of curious to see what the two of you have to say, because all of us kind of have a, a toe in the, the greater community in general. Ken, I know you, you make it your professional business to know what the general conception of any given thing in go is, especially in the social feeds. People seemed pretty thrilled about it. Like on Twitter and stuff. I was super, super surprised by it, but people were hype for Roselia. I think because it has,
0: a fantastic shiny aesthetically, Mm, Sure, I think that really plays a much bigger role than you would think. Because sometimes when, you know, you hear a lot of chatter about there being, you know, PvP relevance or uh, gym relevance, you know, things like that. But when it comes down to it, a shiny really is about a good looking Pokemon and the Pokemon that looks different from its original form. And Roselia is just an amazing looking shiny. So I think that kind of quelled people's concerns that this was recycled because it just is a cool looking shiny that you still get that wow factor when it comes on screen even when you're 20 shinies deep you know it still gives you Mm -hmm. that that feeling that little shot of 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 serotonin you know to make you feel good Mm -hmm. so it's like i think that that's probably why people enjoyed it so much it definitely wasn't because of like the the increased you know or the cut down hatch distance i mean that's not terribly <laughs> exciting as a
1: bonus but i just think because it's a cool looking shiny that people went after it yeah i couldn't agree more i was just so thrilled to see such positivity around it because i was pretty sure that it was going to be kind of a dead event or even worse people were going to be like oh my gosh i can't believe i wasted my time during this but no people seem pretty pretty okay with it uh for my experience i had a great time i only played from 11 to 3 30 Uh, So not the entire time, which is kind of different for me. I usually play all all hours that are available. But, you know, the quarter hatch distance doesn't really inspire me to grind the entire time. My adventure sync summary yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. So that I hatched 91 eggs last week. Which is a lot. Dude. That's a ton of eggs. It's always (laughs) so much. Every
0: week I hear you hatching all these eggs and I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is insane. I love hatching eggs. That's crazy. Well, you see, the the kicker for me, and, and they typically, you know, Niantic is smart, but the quarter hatch distance was great. As we enter the window of community day, because a lot of people prep their large eggs. So they had 12Ks, 10Ks, 7Ks. So as soon as you know it rolled over to 11 o'clock, they're able to drop all those in incubators and really benefit from the quarter hatch distance. But after the, that pool of eggs is, is hatched, you're getting 2Ks. So then it's yeah. like you loo- it loses mm-hmm. the impact of – the benefit because now you're potentially using super incubators on 2Ks it's already reduced you're turning them over so quickly and it's just like you know the meat grinder of spending and that's when it kind of counter it's counterintuitive to the benefit I, but I don't get me wrong I stacked a whole bunch of 12K eggs so that initial incubation was really awesome because I was able to save mm-hmm. so much distance but you know after that for the whole length I'm getting all the 2Ks it was like all right I'm back to the single incubator grind for the rest of the event
1: Yeah, no, no kidding. And I Uh I wouldn't fault anybody for thinking that or feeling that way, too. I will say this, though, is that for the ticketed event, one of the rewards for one of the steps was a a rocket radar. So there was another 12K egg there if you were participating in the ticketed (laughs) event, which is kind of nice. Uh, So I I think that was premeditated. I think they did that on purpose. Sure. Um, But yeah, no, excellent points made. I ended up, I think, snagging around 30 shinies if I count my hatch to Badoo. I hatched three of them. The hatch rate was definitely up. Wow. I saw a lot of people commenting on that. I was pretty thrilled with that. But again, now what the heck do I do with them? Who knows? They're going stay. They sure do. My happy little seed guys just hanging out, being all shiny and stuff. Whatever. <laughs> you know, they're living their lives or not because they're stuck in a box. But anyway, great. Roselle Community Day kind of went off without a hitch. I, I would say that it went better than I had expected it to be. The reception at least. Um, but yeah the event was was strong uh, for what it for what it was (laughs) let's just say that for sure yep yeah all right the next piece of news here pokemon go valentine's day celebration 2021 the copy reads it's short trainers love is in the air our annual valentine's day event is back nice when is that well sunday february 14th the day itself at 1 p.m to thursday february 18th at 8 p.m local time Features include Munna and Musharna will be making their Pokemon Go debut. Munna will be appearing in the wild. Use a Unova stone to evolve Munna into Musharna. More about that Pokemon a little bit later on in the show. The following Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Nidoran female, Nidoran male, Plusle, Minin, Volbeat, Ilumize, Love Disk, Muna, and more. If you're lucky, you might encounter a Phoebus. <laughs> I don't know if I... I, don't know if I categorize that you, as lucky
2: you couldn't even keep a straight face
1: that is no. an exceptional
0: trolling by the blog writer that's all <laughs> a little saying. bit like yeah they had bit. to know that when they put that line in that anyone reading it was going to be like bruh like,
1: <laughs> they had to know they had to know like yes uh, without a doubt <laughs> without a doubt Evolved coralia during the event to get a gardevoir or gallade that knows Synchronoise. from their no. reminder that synchronize is not so hot anymore it was on the day of its release in like a week afterwards where they buff was it psychic something psychic. else yeah, it was, it was, psychic. was psychic. psychic psychic is just about <laughs> it so yeah. don't do that don't evolve no, the curl, it, yeah. it's it's a nice collectible special move though so if you don't have one and you want one there's your chance and that's always great the following pokemon will be hatching from five kilometer eggs eevee Cluffa, iggly buff togepi love disc Muna, woobat and cottony the following Pokemon will be appearing in Raids. In one-star Raids, you can find Ralts, Volbeat, Iliumize, Phoebus, Mana, and Esper. In three-star Raids, you'll be able to find Togetic, Espeon, Umbreon, Gardevoir, Gallade, and Alomomola. Five-star Raids will house Latias and Latios. And in the Mega Raids, you can see Pidgeot, Gyarados, newly added, by the way, and Ampharos. Complete event-exclusive field research to encounter a Pokemon like Ralts, Volbeat, Iliumize, Spindle with a Heart Pattern, and a Lomamola, as well as earn other rewards. Complete the Valentine's Day-themed collection challenge during the events by collecting Nidoran Female, Nidoran Male, Espion, Umbreon Plusle, so Mine, and Volbeat, Iliumize, Love Disk, Latias, Latios, and a Lomamola to receive five silver pineapple berries, a lucky egg, and an egg incubator, a regular one. The sounds of it head on over to the today view to track your progress during the event you can pick up a free one-time bundle in the shop featuring three remote raid passes that's always sweet hot diggity dog event exclusive stickers will be available from gifts be sure to get them while you can awesome new mana inspired avatar items will be available in the shop during and after this event and then there's a few bonuses here listed increased chance to become lucky friends with your friends Increased chance that Pokemon you trade become lucky Pokemon trade range increased to 40 kilometers. Kyle, can I reach you? <sighs> yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. Yes. Let's let's remember to forget to do it again. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it. Okay all right increased chance of receiving berries from gifts everybody's favorite bonus that's
2: awful that's
1: just (laughs) awful. (laughs) okay all right so that's the entire event now uh i i'm will be taking your hot takes and cold takes now ken what do you think about this event just in general Any highlights? Any downlights?
0: (laughs) Well, I I love when events are comprehensive across multiple systems in the game. So I like when new Pokemon are introduced. I like when there's Pokemon in the wild, different Pokemon in raids, different Pokemon in eggs. You know, there's a shake up all over the place. So I love when they do that because regardless of your play style, you'll be able to engage in event stuff. So I I dig that for sure. I think it's exceptionally interesting that Latias and Latios are in the collection challenge this, you know, may cause a little bit of a stir. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. that'll kind of be quieted down with the fact that you're getting some free remote raid passes. Uh, However, the the fact that there's legendaries in here could have a same kind of triggering effect like the shadows did when they were in there, you know, two challenges ago. So that I, I mean, I love it. I'm I'm all for it, but again, I'm, you know, I'm not the the normal everyday player, you know, we're we're the 1% here. So that that's something that's interesting. I like that Uh, Volbeat, uh, you know, is coming back around for us. So that's always exciting to, to work on those shinies, you know, love disc is a Pokemon that I never see in the wild, you know, ever. So it's exciting to see that come back. So I, I really dig the event. I think that the, you know, introduction or reintroduction of 2018 community day moves through these events is perfect. Uh, regardless of whether or not the move is any good, I think this is the best delivery method and they're, they're holding true to their promise of getting us these moves so I, I dig all of that. I think it's awesome. The stickers, I mean, I'm a big fan of stickers. Don't get me wrong. They're they I, I, I love them. Uh. So that's really cool. Uh Muna and inv- in, in you know, inspired avatar items, like that should be kind of interesting. But um, you know, I, I I dig this event because it's comprehensive.
1: I like when when all these different systems are touched by an event. It's cool. No, absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, now that being said, there has been a lot of kind of hullabaloo in the community about these sort of comprehensive events sort of being back to back, and then we don't really know what this game is like at a normal state anymore.
0: Well, we we get like a one or two day palate cleanser. I mean, it's that's true. We we would see that, but you know, with with our this latest particular run over the last couple of weeks, that the events do butt right up against each other, so there really isn't that palate cleanser. Will you get those? those vanilla seasonal spawns. And, you know, I, I hyped that up on lured up. I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to catch, you know, the stuff that we, we, we see when there's no event. And then that was a little lackluster. So it was like, all right, well maybe it's not as important to have that palette cleanser in between, but I think more so than the change in the spawn is just the burnout of the players of going from one event to the next event to the next event where it's just reaching critical mass at this point where, you know, it's not about what Pokemon are available. It's just that there's always something to do to the point where, you know, people are feeling a little
1: burnt out and a little exhausted with with having to chase this stuff down. Uh, Kyle, do you want to weigh in on that? And, uh, and if so, I'd also like you to kind of give me your thoughts on just this Valentine's Day event in particular.
2: Yeah, on the topic of the burnout, I think come March 1st, you're going to have a lot of very tired Pokemon Go players like it's it's been going for a while now and then we're about to hit like another kind of crescendo with the canto tour but then as we're going to talk about in a minute there's more and so i really hope march is not insane but there's a lot of people who are like no just give me more events and that's a fair take too
1: that's true yeah i when there's a weekend that goes by without a pokemon go event nowadays i hardly know what to do with myself <laughs> You know, and so I thrive in this scenario, but I also know there are other people that are like, well, I, you know, I'm a dedicated Pokemon Go player, but I'd like to go visit my grandparents.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd, I'd like to not have to worry about planning my entire weekend around something just for once sometimes. But on the topic of Valentine's Day event, I have three thoughts. First one's about the collection challenge and the legendaries in it. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's fine. I think it adds a little bit extra challenge to it of course that's not going to be everybody's takeaway as ken said and that's totally reasonable because sure they're going to give us the three remote raid passes and that's cool that's that's great but you got to remember like ken said we're the one percent here a lot of people who do legendary raids even the ones who do it regularly they don't catch the legendary every time Chris, your like 98.7% catch rate when you did 500 raids a summer? Yeah. That would blow the very average player's mind if you told them that was your catch rate on legendaries cuz they're convinced it's like a 5% chance even if they do amazing. So I have a feeling that there will be a lot of negativity around that from that player base.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so too, but they are giving you 3 raid passes for for the 2 that you need to catch. Yes. But
2: sixty
1: six percent catch rate. I mean, that's pretty. That's more normal. Well, and you, you also have to
0: take into consideration that flying Pokemon are tougher to catch because yes. when they rise up on the screen, that that goes out of the normal throwing arc, and when that yeah. happens, it's harder for people to hit those excellence. They may not want to be patient to let it come down. They're not going to use a Nanab to settle the Pokemon down. They're going to use a, a Golden Raz. So. There's, you know, there are some things here, but we got to remember what we're talking about—a collection challenge. So I dig when the game introduces challenging stuff to us because there's really nothing in this game that's too difficult. So Mm -hmm, I I dig it. But yeah, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that that you know have plenty to say about why this is a bad idea. But you know, it's part of the challenge, in my opinion.
1: One counterpoint to the point that you made about all flying Pokemon are more difficult to catch uh ho <laughs> is very
0: well
2: that's like in your use. face yeah, like, yeah. You can't miss is it. the counter <laughs> you, of that you gotta arguing.
1: crank it and then it's just like yeah <laughs> uh
2: just a couple more quick thoughts on the valentine's event i think it's kind of weird they didn't spotlight a shiny and instead chose yeah. to spotlight phoebus i know a lot of people are talking about that i just want to mention that i also agree it's very strange but also not that surprising. Every single one of these spawns can be shiny, so except for the the mana. Yeah,
1: that's that's fair too. And I would say that for Valentine's Day, Pokemon in general views it as a friendship based event, uh, in, instead of love because they are you know a kid centric franchise, and friendship is a much easier thing to market and therefore talk about, especially through you know their official IP, right. Uh, and Phoebus does evolve through friendship. So it's thematically appropriate. It's just kind of a bummer that it's not a new shiny. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. The
0: bonuses around friendship are phenomenal too. We gotta say that, right. that this kind yeah, of stuff just- is is amazing. I'm surprised they didn't do like, you know, double hearts for for interactions. Yeah. But yeah. you know, increased trade distance is a positive any way you look at it. You know, the the higher chances to become lucky friends, higher chances to get a lucky Pokemon through a trade. Phenomenal. I, I'm with you, Kyle, saying that I don't understand the berries from gifts, but
2: you know, <laughs> so maybe
0: there's, maybe there's people that are starved for Nana berries or something. I don't know, but um, that one does seem a little out of place, but I love all the friendship stuff for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then just one last point I wanted to make real quick. The community, they move on God and Gallade. It's great that we see that coming in events as we've been seeing that. I still want to revoice my thoughts that I don't like not being able to predict when it's going to happen. So you kind of have to be ready all the time if you're waiting for a specific one. But we'll have to wait to see once these very, very specific events, the the regional stuff, Valentine's Day, are over, how they treat the legacy moves going forward.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, you also can't plan around bonuses on Community Day. I mean, you know, they're not going to repeat two in a row. But who is to say? I mean, it's not an fixed rotation anymore, right? It's kind of randomized. That's you know, what, what fits I'm, usually, right? Yeah, because I know a lot of people would like to plan around the egg hatching, but you can you can prepare that in a week when you know that ahead of time. But when it comes to this, it's kind of a more of a long game. Some people don't catch. 500 Ralts in a, in a year. So they only catch five. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that fifth one is their best one. And they didn't get it until after the event. Like, oh, well, fooey, you know. Exactly. But in any event, it's, it's looking to be like an interesting event. Uh, and one we're all kind of looking for. There's something for everybody. But let's move on to something we mentioned a little bit earlier. Yes. Are you ready for Pokemon Go Tour Kanto? Learn more about what to expect from the event. Uh, we got some more details for you. Trainers, as Pokemon Go Tour Kanto approaches, we're excited to share more details on what to expect during this epic celebration of the Kanto region. We have until Saturday, February 20th at 7 p.m. local time to purchase a ticket, so be sure to do so if you want to take part in this one-of-a-kind event. Complete the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto special research to unlock masterwork research, I'm listening, and a chance to encounter Shiny Mew, I'm still listening work alongside professor willow and pokemon go tour kanto's special research story while well, you'll learn more about the pokemon originally discovered in the kanto region could have fooled me i thought we were going back to johto practice your trainer skills and come across some clues related to a mysterious pokemon at the end of the special research you will encounter a shiny ditto there So there's is. our first important note yes exactly kyle Yeah, why don't you go ahead? (laughs) You want to elaborate on this?
2: (laughs) Well, everyone was wondering, how are they going to do Shiny Ditto? They're they're just going to give it to you. That's how they're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, So the big question is, is this a fumble or is this a brilliant design decision? I wouldn't call it brilliant, but I think it is the most reasonable way to do it with the way the game is structured.
1: Sure. Sure. Now, Ken, I know you're like me, and you like it when this game is difficult, even if it's just to be difficult. <laughs> so, how do you feel about this? Were you hoping for something a little bit more complicated, or does this make a lot of sense to you and it's comfortable? It's fine, but the you know, whenever they do anything like this, you got to
0: remember that the you're going to get a limited amount. In this case, one. So that's just something to to keep into consideration, where it's not going to be where you're you're on a community day or a spotlight hour where you can. You know, stack a couple of these things in your inventory. You're going to get one, and you know you're good to go. But I think putting it in, you know, the research is definitely the logistically the easiest way to distribute it. You know, it just makes it makes sense from from an ease of distribution perspective. And I think that was probably the most important thing that Niantic was trying to accomplish it was just getting this out to people and and you know silencing the the questions.
1: Yeah, no, that's excellent. I uh, I couldn't agree more, and I think a lot of people would agree if they think about it for just a little bit longer. I'm not I'm not I didn't see people too upset about it, but yes, I think we all kind of thought this was kind of the way that we're going to go. Uh, after completing the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto Special Research, you'll unlock a new kind of research called Masterwork Research 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 <laughs> which will take determination and skill to complete just completing the first page will require that you rec- receive your platinum canta metal from there you'll have to reach level 40 uh-oh catch 30 pokemon of each type spin 151 unique pokestops walk 151 kilometers and more an incredibly special encounter with shiny mew lies at the end of this adventure i'm assuming that's not timed we can circle back uh, to that if we if we'd like to just a minute here let's cover the rest of what's going on here 10 pokemon go tour kanto collection challenges to enjoy you'll be able to complete 10 collection challenges during pokemon tour kanto half of these collections are based on how you'll find and collect the pokemon during the event first red trade or red incense secondly green trade or green incense raid that's the third one the fourth is research and the fifth is evolve How to complete the red and green collection challenges will depend on your version. For example, if you're playing the red version, all Pokemon in the red collection challenge will be attracted to incense during the event, but you'll need to trade with a friend in order to complete the green collection challenge. The other five remaining collection challenges are inspired by locations from the original games, such as Pallet Town, Pewter Town, Cerulean City, Fuchsia City, and the Pokemon League. All these collection challenges will be available until Sunday, February 28th at 7.59 p.m. in your local time zone. Please note that Pokemon Hatch from Eggs and Shadow Pokemon Rescued from Team Go Rocket will not count toward your collection challenges. That's nice to know up front before people are like, wait, I was planning yeah. on this. Hey. What's the event schedule look like then? Well, hey, the event will be divided into five different location themed hour blocks during which Pokemon from the corresponding collection challenge will be appearing in the wild. Each location's hour block will happen twice during the event. The last two hours of the event will include all Pokemon from the prior hours. This will be a great chance to look for any Pokemon you missed earlier in the day. All times are local time listed here. So 9 to 10 is Pallet. 10 to 11 is Pewter City. 11 to 12 is Cerulean City. 12 to 1 is Fuchsia City. 1 to 2 is Pokemon League. And then they repeats that rotation of 5 starting at 2 p.m. through 7 p.m. And then 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pokemon from all previous hours will be spawning. Each hour will feature music inspired by the original game curated yes. by none other than Pokemon's original soundtrack composer, Masuda. Don't forget to turn up your audio to relive the magic of the original games. Now, I, I think I might be the most excited about that. As, as kind of strange as it is to hear. It's kind of an
2: exciting thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think they have a mistake here. This game has audio. <laughs> I haven't had the sound on in 2
1: years. Yeah, but you did hear it at GoFest cuz they pump out through those speakers. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. I would love to get some feedback on this um the things we did talk about were the masterwork research, talk about that and then the collection challenges. How are you guys feeling about it? Well first I I think
0: the branding of Masterwork Research is awesome. I just love yeah, the word I Masterwork. I, I think it's it it really drives the point home that this is for elite trainers. I think that's really cool. So the ma- the name Masterwork Chef's Kiss, awesome. The fact that they're breaking this stuff up and, you know, really pushing us to trade in order to complete this stuff, it pairs perfectly with the vibe of the event and the whole point of having two versions. So You know, some may, you know, when you talk about main series games, all right, red version, green version, whatever it is, you know, you're going to buy both versions. Here we can't. So if we want to take advantage of all this event has to offer, we have to trade. And for someone like me, I sometimes require motivation to get me to trade. This will get me to trade 100% because I want to complete this. So I, I think that this little nudge and motivation is a perfect way to show that there is an important difference between the two versions. And there's a reason to have those two versions uh, as far yeah. as like the way they're breaking up the challenges with uh, you know, the different towns and all that. I just think it adds to the excitement. The music is going to be really cool because it's going to help differentiate yes. the the atmosphere of each of those times. The fact that it's done by Masuda and these are going to be like original arrangements phenomenal i think that's one of the coolest things ever and it really lends a significant amount of credibility to niantic's place in the world of pokemon lore and franchise i absolutely love that so all this stuff is super super positive it's going to be interesting to see what exactly we need to do to trade but outside of that i i think that you know this is this is absolutely perfect to roll out a split ticket event
2: i think they did a great job absolutely yeah kyle how do you feel about this for simplicity's sake, I'm going to agree with what Ken has said for everything, because I really do. I think it's done very well for the idea. I know there's a lot of controversy around the requirement of trading to complete this. And I'm kind of in the party of, unfortunately, too bad, because that's been Pokemon's life for 20 20- Twenty years about, right? Where we're there, twenty five years? Something like 20, that. Twenty or,
1: this is the 25th twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, there you go.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? McDonald's. <laughs> 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 but it's always been that way for Pokemon. This happens to be, like Ken said, the only one you can't just fork over all the money to get it done yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think it really does speak more to the true nature of Pokemon than it is to the true nature of a mobile game. And that's always exciting, you know? hmm Absolutely.
2: Other than that, I like the breaking it down into the towns. Because I was kind of wondering, just kind of in the back of my head, how are you going to have 151 spawns in a 12-hour period? Sure.
1: I what I will say though is I'm a little bit surprised that Lavender Town didn't make the didn't make the the cut here because the Lavender Town music is iconic.
2: Yeah, I'm. part of me, is kind of hoping they just do the Lavender Town music for the seven to nine.
1: Yeah,
0: so maybe like at night nighttime. But yeah, think maybe. of how few Ghost
2: Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. There's three. There, there's <laughs> there's three. only three, <laughs> and they only have two attack moves in that game. It's we like, oh look, another <laughs> Ghastly.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. But yeah, anyway, uh, this is just more hype, more hype, more hype for this already hype event. More discussion to come in the future about this. We've got one more episode before this event. Really excited to uh, talk about that. And of course, looking forward to the event itself. But let's move along here. Pokemon Go Tour Kanto sweepstakes. Trainers, Pokemon Go Tour Kanto is almost here and we just can't wait. As the debate over which version continues, what better way is there to show off your selection than a snazzy Color coordinated outfit. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Have a favorite green hat or red shirt you're planning on wearing. I was actually planning on wearing both. How did they know? Post a photo <laughs> on Twitter of you wearing clothes representing your version using either hashtag Pokemon Go Tour Red or hashtag Pokemon Go Tour Green from Wednesday, February 10th at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, February 17th at 10 a.m. We'll then randomly select 20 winners. Each winner will receive a code for a prize pack containing 50 Pokeballs, six Max Revives, and three Incense. Winners can redeem their code on the Niantic Labs Offer Redemption site. It's usually linked in these articles. We'll have a link in the show notes for you. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 or older to enter. They also have some other terms and conditions. You can find that on the uh, article that will, again, be linked in our show notes. During the event, be sure to share photos of how you're participating using hashtag PokemonGoTour. You might see your picture featured on the app during the event. Oh that's exciting. so this is a, a fun little little contest they're running. It's kind of a short announcement uh just give me if you had to sum up your opinion about this in one or two words I let's just go with that. Ken one or two words.
0: Anything to get them involved is great, so it's good stuff. Good stuff sounds good to
1: me. All right. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? I don't care. That's that's three words. The best that- two words from Kyle ever <laughs> I don't care. It's perfect. You're not
2: gonna you're not gonna be uh taking pictures of your outfit? Absolutely not. You can just cut off the eye. The two words are don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> great. I, I don't want it to be too negative. I'm just being honest. I really don't I these these kind of sweepstakes type of stuff, they've never ever appealed to me in the 28 years i've been alive so
1: okay that's fair enough all right yeah this is kind of hit or miss this is not for everybody and i don't think this is for kyle but this is for somebody like all right that's a good summary moving on to our last piece of news here did you think we were done talking about the Canto celebration and, and no. Pokemon Go Tour Canto. Oh, good, because we're not. Keep the Canto celebration going after Pokemon Go Tour Canto with a special event. Trainers, Pokemon Go Tour Canto is right around the corner. The festivities won't end there either. After this long awaited event concludes, a Canto themed celebration event will run until Pokemon Day. So, when exactly? Sunday, February 21st, the day after Canto Tour is finished at 10 a.m to saturday february 27th at 8 p.m local time features bobosaur Charmander, squirtle weedle pikachu geodude clefairy Psyduck, slowpoke ghastly Voltorb, Magikarp, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild the following pokemon will be attracted to incense my boy caterpie pidgey spiro <laughs> poliwag abra seal machop oh i could i could use more shiny machop Crabby, execute horsey golding and more the following pokemon will be hatching from five kilometer eggs Oddish, Bellsprout, Tangela, Dratini. That's actually a sweet hash because they used to be in 10k eggs, Dratini. Pichu, Elekid, Magby, and more. Enjoy event exclusive field research tasks that reward stardust and lead to encounters of Pokemon such as the rare and elusive Doduo, Magnemite, Diglett, Omanite, Kabuto, Snorlax, Jigglypuff, Clefairy, and more. You know, I'm so. I'm just so surprised they would put a research breakthrough like Snorlax, such a rare and exciting Pokemon, uh, just uh, this accessible in field research tests. I'm blowing oh smoke. God. I'm just making a joke. The following Pokemon will be appearing in raids: Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Magikarp, and Jirachi will be appearing in one star raids. Three star raids will have Scyther, <laughs> Pinsir, Machoke, Kadabra, Haunter, Graveler, and Lapras. See, there you go. There's Haunter for you, Kyle. You'll doing some three star raids. Didn't think so. <laughs> Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo will be appearing in five-star raids. So they're extending the window, or was that timeline already given?
0: That was already given. We just didn't know that it was going to be coincided with this new event. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's what I thought. Yeah, Some of the collection challenges from Pokemon Go Tour Kanto will continue through the Kanto Celebration Event. Head on over to the Today View to track your progress. Get Pokemon that know exclusive attacks from previous Community Day events. Here we go. If you evolve the following Pokemon during the event, their evolution will know an exclusive attack. If you evolve Ivysaur, you'll get a Venusaur that knows Frenzy Plant. Evolve Charmeleon into Charizard and they'll know Blast Burn. Evolve Wartortle into Squirtle, and they'll be outfitted with Hydro Cannon. Evolve Pichu into Pikachu, (laughs) and it will learn Surf. Yes, I missed that completely, so now i got to snag my Surf Pikachu. Evolve Eevee into any of its evolutions to get an evolved form that knows Last Resort. That's actually pretty sick for a lot of PvP people. Evolve Dragonair into Dragonite, and it will know draco meteor all right one thing you're hype about with this because we're running pretty long in this news section here kyle why don't you go first what do you most type about with this extension the community day moves easy okay all
2: right get you want to tell the class why or i i need a frenzy plant venusaur that is actually good for great league that's that's my actual reason (laughs) that's a good
1: that's a good reason that's a good reason (laughs) ken what about you what are you most hyped for from this uh, post event event I really think it's just about accessibility because there's going to be a
0: lot of people that won't be able to complete the collection challenges during the Kanto Tour window, the the actual Kanto Tour event. So stretching it out like this gives them a little bit more breathing room and allows them to complete the challenge and not feel like they have to go nuts trying to complete it on the 20th. So it gives them an extra week to catch these Pokemon. May not be that exciting because again, we're talking Kanto, you know, yeah. more and more Canto, yeah. but it yeah. will allow more people to complete the research or to complete the collection challenges. So, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, tip your hat to that. You know, it's, I, I I've learned to, to try to put myself in the shoes of trainers that aren't as crazy about this game as, as I am. So <laughs> seeing yeah. things that allow people to be more, you know, in, engaged is, is a good thing. So I think that's a perfect way to let people complete these challenges without having to go bonkers to do so
1: absolutely more opportunity is always good Uh, and in this case i think you're right in the spirit of the collection challenges and finishing up some stuff that you might not have the time for on the day of the actual big event that's it's it's good especially for accessibility like you mentioned up top well that wraps up the news section uh, for this week a lot of canto related talk i'm sure we'll have some (laughs) more next week and then the week after that we'll have some more but it'll be like in the past tense because it'll have been after the event yeah yeah all right That
2: means we're on to gear up. So this week on gear up, you thought we were done talking about (laughs) Kanto. We're not. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're talking about what's the big deal about the Kanto community day Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I don't get it.
2: (laughs) You don't get it. Okay, well, this is the perfect spot for you. First up, Venusaur with Frenzy Plant, the one that I, I currently need. In terms of grass type attackers, Frenzy Plant on Venusaur puts him pretty much on top. He's Comparable with both Tangrowth and Roserade in terms of PVE grass types. And if it's a shadow with Frenzy Plant, it is the best grass type attacker, not including Mega Venusaur. But we don't we don't talk about Megas. You know, no one no one wants to hear about Megas, right? (laughs) I think they're cool. they are really cool but that's about but like uh, uh, we'll talk about they're the really cool time. when your friends mega evolve them. <laughs> exactly it's like, yeah, yeah bringing your mega this
1: right let's go right now in the coattails everybody else's charizards <laughs> and raids every
2: time <laughs> and for pvp venusaur with frenzy plant is really good in great league and in ultra league we mentioned him a lot people talk about grasshole in in PvP, it's a it's a very big deal. He's very useful. Highly recommend having one. Next up, there's Charizard with Blastburn. Who? Uh, it's it's an unknown Pokemon. You might not have heard of them before. Its shadow form with Blastburn is the best non-legendary fire type. And non-mega, again. Whereas... Normal Charizard with Blastburn, it's kind of B tier. It's like what you would put in your team to fill out where you don't already have legendaries of equal type, like Entei or Reshiram, for example. But for PvP, Charizard is good. It's not like the best of the best, but very usable. And of course, it's very obtainable. So a lot of people use Charizard. Both Great League and Ultra League, he has uses. And I believe. In Ultra League, it's recommended to also have Dragon Breath, but you see a bunch without because nobody wants to spend two Elite TMs on a Charizard. Now you can spend one. (laughs) I still probably wouldn't do it, but someone out there can prove me wrong for sure. Next up is Blastoise with Hydro Cannon. Mega Blastoise, that's good, right? We don't need to talk about that because regular Blastoise is not... Good, even with Hydro Cannon. It's just not good. It is below Vaporeon in terms of DPS, TDO, and all of that. So, not worth using. But Shadow Blastoise is really good. It's one of the best water type attackers. So, worth using unless you have six Hydro Cannon Swamperts, in which case, sorry, Blastoise. Next up is Pikachu with Surf i don't i don't know what someone wants me to say about this one it's it was a novelty for the first ever community day it's it's worth your collecting and that's kind of about it how I don't even dare know. you yeah
1: <laughs> this is a hollowed ground show some respect there's history to surfing pikachu ken are you listening to this guy
0: Look, I'm just, I'm just biding my time right now. No, no, it's it's fine. It's, it really is fine. But I agree with you. I mean, it is a novelty. I mean, from a
2: functionality standpoint, there's zero. But it's just cool to have. Can you, can you even get surf on Raichu because of this? I'm pretty sure you can't, right? No,
1: I don't believe so.
2: So then it's just, it's, it's not. It's barely. It's barely worth mentioning for the novelty (laughs) of it. It has my respect for that, and that's it. Exactly. I want it because I don't have it. <laughs> uh, but moving on, you have all of the evolutions. I'm not going to bother going through it and learning last resort. Last resort is only relevant for PvP. It's it doesn't do anything for PVE of any kind, really, and it's only really relevant on Umbreon. And that's I'm missing. Am I missing somebody? No, Umbreon's the only one in PvP, right? I mean, you can you can make an argument for any of the evolutions having it for sure, but the one you're going to see most common is Umbreon. And Umbreon is fantastic in Great League. It's one of the top rated Pokemon. Very worth it's having. A tank. It is yep. a tank, and but but it needs Last Resort to be able to do any kind of damage most of the time.
1: I mean, kind of, kind of, right? So, I mean, aside from Last Resort, the move pool for Umbreon, all the compelling moves are all just mono dark type, right? Yep. Which is is fine. Last Resort just gives you some more flexibility if the thing resists dark or you're trying to bait out shields for a lower energy requirement move, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's a
2: strategic move. Lastly, there's Dragonite with Draco Meteor. It's a strictly numerical improvement in terms of PvE but nothing worth really mentioning. Dragonite is already a really good dragon type attacker for those who don't have a bunch of Rayquaza. But in terms of PvP, you don't want Draco Meteor at all. Absolutely not. It's terrible, terrible move. Just because Dragon Claw is so much better. And that's that's kind of the end of that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> okay but for the, but only because you said so but for those of you who don't know why it's better draco meteor is a 100 energy move whereas dragon claw is a 33 energy move and overall they do similar damage for similar amounts of energy so dragon claw is just better in terms of charging faster using up shields that kind of stuff but now all that's on the table we all know chris is most excited for that surf pikachu yeah I'm most excited for a Frenzy Plant Venusaur. But Ken, how do you weigh in for the Kanto Community Day moves? These are crucial.
0: The, this is what adds the relevance to these Pokemon. I think this is an, op- an a great opportunity for people that are shadow collectors to actually get some good functionality out of their shadow Pokemon. Uh, I also want to give you guys some uh, some props for, I think, maybe two episodes ago, you had a, a fantastic explanation of why... Shadow Pokemon, from a statistical perspective, are better than their purified counterparts. And yeah. I refer so many people to that episode so they can, they can understand that. And I think that when you look at something like a Shadow Charizard with Burn, it's it's just going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know? So for collectors out there that are just trying to get one of everything, it's great but for those that are really looking for some solid 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 like you know rating pokemon and and some pvp relevance this is a fantastic opportunity to add these moves not just to any you know of these starters that you have but your shadow versions so pairing it up with the shadow makes this you know this is a great time awesome opportunity to 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 fill in your 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 ranks
2: absolutely i agree it's it's nice to have another opportunity for these Pokemon, especially because they were so influential when they first came around. It's nice to see them making a splash again.
1: Well, hopefully now, if you didn't already, you know, have a, a good idea of what you're aiming for and why. So if somebody asks you why, why do you want your Blast charge so You could like, well, let me tell you all about the statistical reasons as to why I need them. <laughs> so thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. But now we're going to move on to the poke lore. And this week we're going to be talking about uh, as alluded to, not necessarily promised, but alluded to for sure. Muna, the dream eater pokemon and Musharna, the drowsing pokemon. I hope you're ready because it's it's a bizarre pokemon. Yes. At the yes. very li- at the very <laughs> least. Yeah. All right. First up is Muna. Muna is a pink, nearly spherical quadrupedal pokemon of indefinable basis. <laughs> Out what? the gate. What (laughs) the does that mean? I love it. Let's keep it. It has four tiny tapered limbs and a tapered snout that largely obscures its sizable mouth. Mana has shiny oval red eyes with two discernible upper eyelashes. Between its eyes is an oval spot and a darker shade of pink from which Mana can expel dream mist. Purple, five petal flower markings with dark pink centers ornament much of its body. It is able to constantly float in the air mana is able to eat the dreams of pokemon and people as well as project those dreams by expelling dream mist A person whose dream has been eaten by a mana will forget the dreams contents the dream mist will be pink if the dream was pleasant however mana can also seek out and cure pokemon and people who were having nightmares mana and its evolution are thought to share common ancestry with the drowsy line according to one of drowsy's pokedex entries well not just according to his pokedex entries i mean they're both based off of tapers basically yeah, And they have the whole like they have the same interplay with dreams. Drowsies like 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 dreams taste better if they're better, sweeter dreams from kids or whatever. <laughs> and the dream mist reacts differently based on the contents of the dream. It's kind of the same sort of idea. So that makes a lot of sense. Next up is Musharna. Musharna is a rounded bipedal Pokemon that has a tapir-like trunk. Its body is light purple while its head is a pale pink. It has oval red eyes with three eyelashes and dark pink ovals on its forehead and cheeks. The tip of its four stubby limbs are dark pink. Dream mist seeps out of the mark on its forehead. This mist has various colors depending on what kind of dreams Musharna has eaten. It is most often a dark pink. Should that be the case, one should not go near it. The reason for this is because the dark mist brings a person's nightmare to life. Ridiculous. Shapes and forms of the dreams Musharna has eaten can appear in the mist as well. Musharna are drowsy and dreaming constantly. It can become a terrible grump should it be freshly roused from sleep. Same. (laughs) All right. So some stats. Max CP of Musharna is 3079. It is monotype psychic. 183 attack, 166 defense, nothing crazy, but oh my gosh, everybody make room for this whopping 253 stamina. Makes Busharna one tanky, floaty boy for sure. Best moveset? Kind of. Zen Headbutt and Dazzling Gleam with Future Sight. Zen Headbutt and Future Sight will get you that uh, stab. And if you're looking for gym defense, Dazzling Gleam will take care of any but but Machamps or Something like that, I suppose <laughs> there you there you go, all right, any love for Mudda or Musharna, Kyle? why don't you go first? It's a
2: weird Pokemon, yeah, I don't think anybody's arguing that i don't I don't particularly <laughs> have any love for the line, but I don't dislike it either. It kind of just exists for me, true, true. Uh, Ken
1: this is your opportunity to tell us that this is actually your favorite Pokemon line of all time and that you have (laughs) a Musharna tattooed on your back (laughs) it's not my favorite but these are
0: great looking Pokemon they're funky I think that people will have an attraction to them not for their performance or even these crazy Pokedex entries but because they're just cool looking Pokemon they're kind of funky and I think that you know they, they just will play the role of you know these oddball Pokemon that you know aesthetically for people that aren't really into the lore or don't know the history they're just like wow look at this funky looking pokemon this is really cool so uh, i dig it because because they have that you know that bizarre design
1: yeah no like weird pokemon are always neat and always welcome despite their performance because weird is cool didn't you get the memo i did speaking of let's move on
2: to the Pokepole. last week's question was What is the one quality of life change you'd like Niantic to implement into Pokemon Go the most? First one from Venusy. They said, This is a tricky one. Further enhancing the search with more filters, i.e. specific IVs, and more of the existing filters shown off in the UI. Batch opening slash sending gifts, a full event calendar rather than having to dig through individual news articles would all be near the top of my list. Beyond that, Switching off eggs, particularly 7k eggs, as I don't always open gifts because of them. Being able to instantly start a raid rather than having to wait out the timer. Fixing the Team Go Rocket recommended team's bug, or at least not recommending slacking for fighting the fighting grunt. Those would all be nice.
1: (laughs) The Dazzling Gleam puts them in their place, though, you know? It does. It does. (laughs) Say goodbye.
0: All right, the next one is from 907 Charizard. says, my answer to the PokePole is... Having the ability to change what balls to use while using the go plus. Oh, you could yeah. Be running super low on pokeballs, but still have plenty of great or ultra. You can't switch over. You just run out. If you could switch balls,
1: you wouldn't have that problem. Yeah, that's Man, uh, that's fair. <laughs> and I think people have been asking for that for a long time and not even just switching, even if it was just like run into pokeballs and then go on to the great balls like that would that'd be, be okay. OK. Yeah. Yeah. This next one is from Julie Fay Ray. A pop-up warning when you're about to trigger a friendship level increase. And also another pop-up warning if a friend triggers one without you knowing. So you have time to use an egg. Yes. holla. yes, please. Please. please, please, please. Julie, preach. I, yeah. This is great. <laughs> this, I agree.
2: This is awesome. Good one. I, definitely. I great. have a perfect little anecdote about this from today. I was just mindlessly opening gifts earlier and then I stopped and I looked and I saw that there was no sliver visible in the hearts for one of my friends. And I went to actually check to see how long it was. And it was today. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm glad I didn't open that gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next one's from Cameron. And they said, I want a little scroll tab on the side of the screen for scrolling through friends. You know what I'm talking about? Like instead of swiping a bazillion times, you can just Move a little button up and down to go through your list. That thing, I want that. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, yeah. Please. If
1: they implement this, they'd have to figure out a way to load the entire friends list at once, though.
0: Yeah, I think that's what prevents this. Is that yeah. the this stuff is is not cached
1: in? That being said, it should be, or an option should be to localize that data. That'd be pretty or, sweet,
2: or like make a simplified view for sending gifts, so you don't have to see their buddy, their outfit. And the challenge and trade option just to send a gift. Oh, sure. I kind of think that that falls into the the batch sending idea as well. All right. The next one is from Rotten
0: Tanuki. It says, if global trading ever becomes a thing, a system where trading is changed so that one trainer can propose a trade and the other trainer has 24 hours to propose a counter offer, decline or accept before the offer expires. I have too many lucky friends that I picked up from Reddit or message boards like Nintendo life that I have no way of ever contacting. Global trading is just, everyone is really, really hyped on this because especially with being trapped in the house and, and on lockdown, even mm-hmm. trading with your, your normal local trainers can be a challenge. So that kind of puts the global trade conversation at front of mind. So I, I, I kind of like this. I think it's kind of cool to, to make a little bit of a, an economy out of the trading feature. It's kind of kind of neat idea.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is, especially for people that live in, you know, completely opposite time zones, like they're asleep when you're awake and you're awake when they're asleep sort of thing. A system like this would, would really assist with that for sure. And our last response is from how Joe can you go? I would like to see a whole tagging system, an advanced search system for your friends list. For example, you could tag your locals or PVP friends, friends you're just trying to be besties with, etc. And with the advanced search system, you should be able to search each tag, apply filters such as sort by most recent or oldest gift friendship level, and lucky friends. I'm sure there's many more filters that could be applied, but those are the only ones I could think of for now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody would argue against this uh, quality mm-hmm. of life changes across the board, especially in the friends area. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating. I could see if you're looking at this and going, why isn't this infrastructure here? Because, the Pokemon list and the friends list look very similarly uh visually in a lot of ways. And so you're probably like, why don't those sorts of filters also apply here? But they are separate, completely different systems, and they pull from different resources. So mm-hmm. that's why they're so different.
2: But yes, please. Friends list functionality. Please. Let's do it. This week's PokePole is... If you had to choose one Pokemon, you'd always have to include in your party for raids, PvP, and Team Go Rocket encounters. What would it be and why? Now, this is one Pokemon, all three content, no option, right? Yes, yes. Well, Chris, do you have an answer ready to go? Uh, hmm there is a lot of
1: potential discussion you can have around this but i'm gonna spare everybody that entire conversation and i'm just gonna go ahead and say my shadow Machamp.
2: okay i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> yep i'm gonna say lucario Ooh, for similar reasons F- identical reasons
1: oh yeah that's fair
2: <laughs> pretty much <laughs> except it has different coverage and it has power-up punch so it's kind of Sometimes more fun to use in Team Go Rocket encounters and stuff.
1: Ken,
0: thoughts? What do you think? Uh Machamp. I'm sorry, it's not exciting. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. it's I've got a bunch, yeah. you know, a stacked Machamp army. It always seems to make its way into my parties and it just, you know, it puts out it puts out good damage and and you know, uh stays it's on not exciting. Thing. Machamp for sure.
1: Yeah, rock slide makes it such a such a nice pivot pick too. So even when it's at a type disadvantage, it still has an option. Yeah, good deal. Well, if you, dear listener, have an answer to this bookable question, which is if you had to choose one Pokemon you'd always have to include in your party for raids, PvP, and Team Go Rocket Encounters, what would it be and why? You can answer that question by post it on social media such as Facebook and slash or Twitter, usually just Twitter. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. If you're a patron, you can answer the question in our Discord, more about Patreon at the end of the show. But you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get into all of that mail related stuff, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi E, who are going to be doing a deep dive on the Specialist Cup this week. Ooh. And we're also saying goodbye to Ultra League. And now it's time for the Master League rotation for the end of this season. So over to you, Fish
5: and DeFi. Hi, I'm and Nahida. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, your weekly segment where you find out all the news and the tips and the tricks and the whatnot of PvP and DeFi. Kick us off.
4: Well, Fish, the Ultra League is over. It just ended last week.
5: It did. How did you end up going?
4: I kind of stayed consistent with my ranking. I had a lot of, you know, 3-2, 2-3 going back and forth in my sets. I used an Empoleon and Gallade core that I really, mm-hmm. really liked, and I backed that up with a Venusaur. And I had, you know, I stayed consistent. It didn't go terribly, yeah. but it didn't go great for me.
5: You've been using that one for a while, haven't you? The Galade and Polymer.
4: Yeah, it is a team. I think in GBL, the best thing you can do is find a team that you know really well and stick with it, I think, and know the ins and outs and the losses and the wins of that one particular team. Nice. One thing that has changed, one thing that is new that's kind of thrown me off a little bit, are all of these new XL Pokemon. So, for example, I'm seeing Skarmories, where I would never see that in Ultra League before. I'm seeing Scrafty, Galarian, Stunfisk, Umbreon. And I could see how that could be frustrating for maybe a casual battler or maybe someone who hasn't even hit level 40 yet and just doesn't have access to those Pokemon. And trust me, I don't either. I love <laughs> level forty, and I don't have them yet either. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my Umbreon. It'll happen for me someday.
5: But um, it's it's interesting what you say about how like XL Pokemon can be a bit frustrating. I would just say to that that like every time something new comes in, it is uh, strange and frightening, and and you don't know how to deal with it. Uh, the more, the longer it stays, the more we'll learn how to deal with it and be able to construct our teams to take on that challenge.
4: For sure. And every Pokemon has its counter. There is not one all-powerful Pokemon. That's not how they're designed. So did you know that there's a Pokemon fish, one Pokemon that beats Galarian, Stunfisk, Skarmory, and Scrafty?
5: Don't tell me. <laughs> um. Uh. No, no, tell me. <laughs> what is it?
4: Charizard will beat them all, Char- which I was really? shocked because in the one shield, Charizard beats Galarian Stunfisk. It is by a razor-thin margin. But with Fire Spin and Blastburn, it does it. So despite the rock slide, it'll get the job done.
5: Yeah, that, that's a really cool pickup. Thanks for that. So we are now in the Master League. You've got Master League Classic, Master League Premier and regular old Open Master League. They are only here for one week at a time, so if you are a fan of Master League, you better get those battles in quickly, because it is not going to be here for long. It is happening between Monday, February 8th and February 15, uh, and also during that time we have a Great League Cup happening called the Love Cup which is, of course, what Defi and I have been playing. Yep,
4: yeah, I definitely... I don't have level 50 mons for Ultra League powered up. I definitely don't have them for Master League. But I do have some things already for the Love Cup, and I, I must say that I have been loving the Love Cup.
5: It, it's... it's uh, I've heard some people complaining about it, but, yeah, I do think it is a fun cup. Um, what I have noticed is that so, so many Double Charm teams... Like, it is crazy. So, like, if I see a Wigglytuff lead, I'm like, well, there's a Clefable in the back.
4: Well, I'm not running Double Charm. I have been running a Wigglytuff. But my lead, my favorite Pokemon in this cup is Alomamula. I didn't think I would love it as much as I do, but I love its little battle animation. Every time it does a waterfall, it makes me happy. (laughs) I just enjoy using it, and it can go up against the Charmers just fine. And has a lot of like it wins against all the Fire type Pokemon that are in the meta, like Magcargo and Charizard and Magmortar that I've been seeing. So yeah, I am, I'm loving it. And it's thick too. Thick it's with three It's so seeds. thick.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. It's, um, my Alamomola tanked a Thunderbolt from Magmortar. I mean, not, it, like it couldn't, not enough to really do much damage after that, but like it, it stayed, it stayed alive.
4: And that is impressive. I've tanked some discharges from Electrodes and I feel like it only does like half damage. That's crazy. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's, it's a good Pokemon. I have uh, been using Alimamola Al- as well as... I talked about the difference between Wormadam and Slowbro as Confusion users. I ended up going with both. Um, so I'm running Wormadam lead, Alimamola, and then Slowbro in the back, Safe Switch. Uh, running Psychic and Water Pulse, which normally... You generally want Ice Beam as your second move, along with Psychic on Slowbro, but Water just has such better coverage in this cup specifically.
4: With that, I think we're ready for a little bit of a self-check-in. What is going on in the self Arena right now, Fish?
5: Well, we are right in the middle of the Labyrinth Cup. I personally have, uh, my, my first tournament started yesterday, and I haven't done my first battle yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I have finally settled on my team of six, and this is going to be the team that I, I believe it's going to stay for the rest of the month. It's done, and that is Tropius, Regirock, Galvantula, Whiskash, Zwireless, and Alolan Marowak. I do still like Jellicent. My opinion has not changed on that, but I couldn't quite pair it together with the pokemon that i wanted to pair it with to give it the full coverage across the meta so i ended up going in a different direction but yeah still jellison still gets my endorsement I, it, it gets a good reference from me when it's applying for new jobs
4: so one thing i love about the labyrinth cup in the sylph arena is that fish you and i tend to go for the meta we tend to go for the top picks on pv poke we're pretty similar in that way we hardly have anything in common in our teams of six that we picked out. We only have Alolan Marowak. My team is almost completely different from yours. In addition to my Alolan Marowak, I'm running Double weather Ball with Alolan Ninetales and Politoed. I also have Vigoroth, regular old Unovan Stunfisk, the brown and yellow ground electric pancake, and then I have a Meganium as well. That gives me just a ton of coverage.
5: I really like that Meganian pick as well. That's that's one that I was really looking at early on. And again, just like Jellison, I went in a different direction. But yeah, I really like that Meganian pick too.
4: I also think it's really interesting that the one thing in common that we have is Alolan Marowak, because that's actually the most common choice out of all teams that have been registered for this month in the Labyrinth Cup. Alolan Marowak is the most common. 34% of teams have an Alolan Marowak on. Right. 34. 34. Other popular choices are Vigoroth, 27% of teams are running those. Alolan Ninetales, 25% of teams are running that. And Politoed with 22%. Fish, I don't think my Sylph Arena Spice Index is going anywhere. I have all four of those on my team.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's totally fine. You are getting the wins, and no one can fault you for that and you might be asking yourself uh you with the headphones on listening to this uh are thinking why do i care what percentage usage these pokemon are getting well when you're building a team of six it is just so so difficult to build a team that just covers everything in the meta especially in a meta that is so wide open like this is so It's really, really useful knowing what everyone else is bringing so you can concentrate on those Pokémon to take care of. So, for example, if you know that a third of people are bringing Alolan Marowak, then that might give you more reason to run a Politoed or a Zewilus or something like that that counters an Alolan Marowak.
4: Or you could go with the completely spicy picks. So some of the spiciest Pokemon that I've seen, the least common, very few people are running them. I've seen some Chestnuts, and that seems really interesting. Chestnut is the final evolution of Chespin, which is the new Gen 6 Pokemon that we have in Pokemon Go. I've seen Talonflame, which is the evolved form of Fletchling, another new Gen 6 Pokemon. I just put out a YouTube video. A feller battler named Buck completely wrecked my entire team. Like, it just, it hurt my feelings.
5: <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a really cool Pokemon.
4: It, it was a cool Pokemon, and it hurt me real bad. It burned me. <laughs> it burned me is what it did. Another Pokemon, speaking of burning, is Cantonian Ninetales, the regular old fire type. That is running Fire Weather Ball, and that's a really cool spicy pick. The best pick, though, that I've seen so far out of the spice choices is Credilly. I had such a hard time beating it.
5: Yeah, Credilly is good. Like, that grass coverage is so underrated, in this cup, and then adding to that the rock coverage with the Stone Edge, it's got some game. It's really bulky as well. It's bulkier than Vigoroth. And here's a fun stat that I heard last week. With shields down and one bullet seed of energy, Cradilly can beat something like ninety to ninety five percent of all the Labyrinth cup.
4: Well, that explains why I had such a hard time beating it. Now I know. Right?
5: Yeah, it is crazy.
4: With that, I think we are ready to do our deep dive for the week.
5: Yes, and this week we wanted to talk about something completely new and different. So this is something that, uh, like, obviously we are PvP people. uh, And so PvP for us doesn't just mean Go Battle League. Uh, It doesn't even just mean the Silver Arena. There are people all the time, all around the world... are coming up with cool new and exciting ways to participate in player versus player battles and so we wanted to talk about a new kind of format that is very very quickly gaining popularity it's not either of those two things it's not gbl it's not sylph it is called the specialist cup DeFi. what is the specialist cup
4: well fish like you said this is completely new and different it's not gbl it's not self. This is a brand new format where you get to take on kind of the persona of different trainer classes. So, for example, you could be an ace trainer, you could be a Pokemon ranger, you could be a hiker, or a warlord. And each of those classes corresponds to three different types of Pokemon. So, for example, that warlord I mentioned, warlords can only use fire dragon and normal type Pokemon. Hikers only fighting rock and ground. So each of these class has these three typings and the player's teams have to be composed of Pokemon with at least one of those typings. Mythicals and legendaries are off the table and there's usually one Pokemon banned from each class. So for example, for any class involving water, Azumarill might be banned. (laughs) They usually ban a pretty, a pretty OP Pokemon out of each but i just think that's so neat that you get to take on this role and i could just i could be the beauty i could run mm-hmm. water flying and fairy types and i think that's really fascinating
5: yeah so everyone playing in this competition will pick their own role and you basically can't worry about the meta because there is no meta everyone's playing a different meta you're only allowed to pick say if you've Picked Ranger class, you're only allowed to pick flying, bug, and grass type Pokemon. Someone else might have picked Hiker, they're only picking from rock, ground, and fighting. You can't really worry about what everyone else is doing, you can only worry about what your own team is doing with each other and how they work together. And it means that it's not four or five different Pokemon that everyone share all the teams are kind of different and it makes it really cool and interesting and new and exciting. I talked to the creator of this format a little while ago for some of my own content. His name is Mr. Dr. Pants. Don't get too hung up on the name. Um, He talked about, he created this format to answer a question and that was how do you participate in PvP in a way that there is not one Pokemon or a group of Pokemon that are so over-centralizing, which it happens in every other form of PvP at the moment, uh, not just in Pokemon Go. in Everywhere in the Pokemon universe, Pokemon just are unbalanced and there's always kind of one or two Pokemon that rise to the top. So he created this format as a way to address that and try and come up with something where there is no group of pokemon that are above everything else everything is kind of equal and you have to win by just leaning into your own style of play and embracing that
4: and i just have to say these battles are so much fun to watch and recently i was watching a specialist cup tournament and i was surprised fish i saw you you were (laughs) shout casting those matches
5: Yeah, so it's a thing that I've uh, recently kind of accepted this role as the weekly shoutcaster for Friday Night Fights on the Team Rocket PvP Twitch channel. And so last week, they were running a form of this Friday Night Fights uh, around Specialist Cup. So it's a team competition where five trainers will take on another five trainers. Each of those trainers kind of battle in a set of 3 and each win you get will add a point to your team at the end of uh, the five matchups whoever has the most points will win the night and so yeah they each each of the players in each team got to pick their own class and build a team around that class and then they would be matched up against someone on the other team who has their own completely different class and it meant that there were no two battles the same.
4: Something else that's kind of exciting. I was looking at Mr. Dr. pants's Twitter and he posted that there's going to be a kind of February mini event in the Specialist Cup that I kind of have my eye on. It has all new classes just for this event and they're kind of Valentine's Day themed. There's a Heart Seeker class, Heartbreaker, Debonair. That sounds awesome. Fortune Teller, Florist, and Cold Shoulder. see i love the drama i love the flair of this i'm the kind of person who would want to like dress up as the fortune teller and do my battles that way that just sounds so much fun i'm really excited to hear more about this Mm -hmm. and try to get like get myself set up to participate fish how would i go about participating in the february event for the specialist cup or any kind of specialist cup match
5: So we are going to hand the link off to Chris to put into the show notes. It's a discord server. So you do need to be a discord user to get involved, but yeah, it is, we'll chuck the link over to Chris to put in the show notes and uh, you can join up and follow the instructions and you can get involved.
4: All right. And I think that's a show. You definitely are going to be seeing me around the specialist cup server because I have got my eye on this February event. You might even see me in some cosplay. I don't know.
5: If you've got any questions that you want us to answer on air or just some feedback for the show, hit up myself or DeFi on Twitter or send an email off to mail at gocastpodcast.com and Chris and Kyle will hand that off to us. In the meantime, we'll see you next week.
1: All right. Thanks so much for that, Fish and DeFi. I appreciate it. I feel a little bit more prepared if I uh, feel like I'm going to be participating in the Specialist Cup. Not so sure about Master League, though. I think I might just be done for this season. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, uh, we're going to be, you know, rounding the corner on the final section here of the podcast, which I always forget what section this is. Kyle, could you could you help me out? Emails. Oh, that's right. Oh, and don't forget the voicemails. We're going to be doing them voicemails, too. Why don't we start off with a couple of voicemails? This first one's from Rocketman.
3: Hey, Chris and Kyle, this is Rocket Man checking in for Team Voicemail. And uh, I decided to answer the PokePoll through voicemail this week. And I'd like to say that I agree with Kyle a bit on the the whole egg thing in Pokemon Go. Um, I think you should be able to to decide whether or not you receive an egg from certain things. Um, Because in the main series game, you can do that. You can tell... The uh, person at the daycare, I don't want it, and they'll keep it. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to do that to keep the, you know, to manage your inventory a little bit. And along those lines, I spend most of my time in Pokemon um, using the breeding feature. And I'd like to see something in Pokemon Go that would allow you to control the breed of Pokemon you get. The species, because in the main series games, you always control the species. Um, you never get random eggs from, you know, a breeding pair that you have in the daycare. So I, I'd really like to see something implemented, whether it be the current buddy you have, um, you know, when you spin a stop or something to get an egg. Current buddy you have, it's you know, base form is the egg you get, or or whatever it is. Um, I think that would be great, um, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on that too. Like, what what do you think would be a good way to control the eggs you might get, um, rather than egg pools and all those different things? It'd be nice to have, you know, a modicum of control over what it is that you're going to get. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's the answer, spooky poll that I have, and um, yeah, uh, cheers to another good show.
1: All right, so Rocket Man wants to know our thoughts on what we think could be done to maybe change the the whole egg system in Pokemon Go, so that we would have some sort of control, some sort of agency in the result. So, uh, yes, no, thoughts, feelings, Ken. Why don't we start with you? I have no idea how they would do this. I, 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 my,
0: you know, part of the problem that I've I have had with the egg system over the time is that because. We don't know the rarity levels of the Pokemon within each pool. We don't typically know outside of that one blog post when they went full disclosure on us. We really don't know what could be completely in the egg pools at all times. And I just don't know how they would implement this, but I want it, you know? So it's this is definitely a head scratcher because we just don't have any control over it now. I have no idea how they could possibly give us that agency without them really tipping their hat to say, okay, this is only going to be one Pokemon available from this egg at any given time.
2: I have no idea. It's a tough one. Sure is. Kyle. I have an interesting take on this. I don't particularly want to see that happen. I don't want to see the eggs be fixed results like that, that we already know because, then I'm just already hatching stuff that I know I don't want. (laughs) If it's got to be like this and you have to walk to do it, it doesn't really matter if it's random at that point. I think the biggest want to incorporate breeding in some capacity is not control over what breeds you get. It's control over IVs. You breed Pokemon in the main series games to get perfect IVs. To have the best possible Pokemon or... Because it's one of the most reliable ways to get shinies. And that's simply not the case in Pokemon Go. And I would be interested in seeing something brought into Pokemon Go that would affect that in some way instead.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's an extreme direction. I wasn't expecting you to take that uh, that point of view, actually. But that's a good point. Um, I was going to go kind of a, a different route. This is great. I like how we all three of us have different answers this time because we usually agree on a lot of this sort of stuff. But with this, I'm not entirely sure that ha- dictating the particular species or even control over the IV is is a good idea for the setting that is Pokemon Go. Um, it's really important to remember that Pokemon Go is a mobile game. And so when you stack it up against systems that exist in the main series game, it's just it's comparing apples and oranges. They're just not really the same thing. They just both happen to be Pokemon products. Um, but, you know, drawing correlations between them and trying to improve one system compared to another is is a great way to go. And so I think a nice, happy medium would be instead of, you know, influencing the species or the IVs, I would love to influence what type of eggs I get. So pretty similar to what we talked about before, the quality of life changes, being able to turn on or off eggs. But I'd like to be able to turn on or off particular eggs especially if I have knowledge of the 2K pool. If I want to target one of the 10 Pokemon that are currently in the 2K pool, I think only accepting 2Ks is a fine way of doing that, especially if we're going to try to keep in the level of randomness, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you can always breed for 100% IV, it makes the 100% IVs less exciting when you get them. The, the, The hit that you get of serotonin from getting that, same thing with a shiny as Ken was describing earlier in the show, it's because it's a chance if it's a guaranteed shiny it doesn't feel as good if it's a guaranteed 100 iv doesn't feel as good you know so I, i'd hate to devalue the pool like that but it is a, a really great question and there's a lot of ways you could go with it so thank you very much rocket man this next voicemail is from tyler hey chris and kyle it's your boy team
2: Megman tyler joining team voicemail team voicemail I wanted to ask a question. Since Roselia Community Day added both a fast and charge move, does that open the door for a third Charmander Community Day? (laughs) I know people would be upset (laughs) with that, but Niantic has to work with the Pokemon Company on this, and the Pokemon Company, if you know anything about the TCG, love to push Charizard out there. (laughs) Do you think it's possible... On a scale of one to three hundred and thirty seven, how likely <laughs> would we get a third Charmander community day? Also, PS, <laughs> open your gifts. Never over our dead bodies, Tyler. <laughs> I'm working oh on it. For, uh, I am working on it. I actually have too many gifts to open per day. I keep paying the cap. But
1: Wow, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. You're a new you're a new man. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so gentlemen, you think that we have an opportunity to see a third Charmander community just because it's mega popular, uh, based on the now historical fact that Niantic is willing to do double community day moves or all sorts of different community moves. It's not one or the other anymore.
2: From a scale of 1 to 337. Yeah. It's probably like a 256.
1: Wow. Okay. That's a nice number. <laughs> That's a good number, Ken. What's uh, your number?
0: I mean, look, I, I honestly zero. I don't think they're going to do a third community day, but I definitely think they'll figure out a way to feature Charizard somehow, some way else. But I, I think they realize that
2: you know the 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 torches will be lit if there's a
4: third
0: community <laughs> day for Charizard.
2: You know, we we say that, and we are we are part of that group. But you could say the same thing about something like the TCG. Where Charizard is relentlessly featured in all Pokemon merchandise, people still buy all of it because people love Charizard. They love him. So while the vocal minority might get really upset if it happens, people spending money, people playing the game, they might not be as upset.
1: Sure. Uh so my number is about a hundred. I think there's a like, you know, just under a third of a chance, probably. That it could happen again. It's a possibility, but I don't think it's very likely. So my question then is, <laughs> if this gets put up to a vote again, if they give us four options, a Charmander is one of those options. I will riot. <laughs> I will do riot. You think, do you think we will dig our own grave and lay in it again? Do you think it yes, will happen? Yes, I do.
2: I actually okay. do think it will All happen. Right. And okay. depending on what media they use to consult the the Twitter. Voting. Twitter. Then yes, it will happen. It won't even be a question. <laughs> I I can't think of a pokemon they could put up against Charmander that would win in that fight. Shadow Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, didn't you see the 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 pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back? Oh, that's true. They
1: clone they, they Char- can hold Charmander? their own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely oh geez well thanks for the voicemail there tyler appreciate it and now we're on to some of the old-fashioned good 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 old-fashioned down-home emails all right the first email is from simon
0: it reads so a fun story managed to get a random shundo glygar from research reward today it's my first shundo and i'm very happy so i evolved it and buddied it With Gliscor, only to find out, to my surprise, that he is a monster larger than my avatar.
1: (laughs) It Looks like it would be the worst
0: thing to ever come across in real life. But of course, I still think it's great. So, what Pokemon has surprised and horrified you when you found out the actual details of the Pokemon? Like size, moves, backstory. Which Pokemon would you never want to cross paths with? I have an easy answer here. Oh, it's okay. Mr. Rhyme, dude. He's huge. Oh. Mr. Rhyme is huge. And it's like that, you know, just that creepy, you know, tap dance with that size and, and thickness. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's difficult. I wouldn't want to, like, turn a corner and see, like, creepy Mr. Rhyme, like, yeah, a tap, yeah. tap, tap.
1: You know, it's like, nope, <laughs> I'm turning around. A tap dancing ice giant. Like, didn't Thor take care of you?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a really good answer. And surprisingly, even if it wasn't for the story, my answer would be Gliscor. I remember seeing Gliscor in the anime and it like just enveloping Ash in a hug. And I'm like, that is horrifying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horrifying yeah. Pokemon for how big it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it would actually it would actually probably be a uh, Drifloon or, or driftlim. I think okay, I yeah, yeah. have to worry more about driftlim now that I'm an adult <laughs> uh, and much too heavy for even a small herd of drift Drifloon. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if a driftlim was like coming after me, I was like out taking a walk and it was like, Drifloon, it came down the sky, be like, ah, run into some trees <laughs> and just, you know, hide and just wait till it left, I guess. I don't know, but that sounds awful. Cause like, you know, you're in open water in the ocean and you kind of expect you're like on guard, for things to attack you but <laughs> i balloon that's also a ghost i don't know if i'm ready to deal with that every single time i go outside no thank you this next email is from drew hi go crew this is drew nice i know i've been team voicemail so far but i wanted to give a proper introduction i also have a lot of info to share so i'm emailing to get it all in the right order and not get tongue-tied I've been playing Pogo since the very beginning and had been disappointed with my Pokemon CPs and stats, even though back then they were just rough percentages. I decided to restart with a new account and not speed level the way I did the first time. It definitely worked, and I've been on and off playing since. My current on streak started when I was visiting my dad in Florida, and I wanted to get a Heracross, which I did, but was unfortunate to not get a or Carnivine. I remember staying active this long because of GBL and GBL YouTube content. I had great luck early on with my random counter meta Pokemon and fell hard in love with the game again when I learned of how the Great League just melts to a well built team and a Shadow Mawile. <laughs> I made this decision on May 28th, 2020, and found I had already caught a four star Mawile on May 26th, 2020. Fate gave me a perfect before I planned for it so my first step was to make and use that one and work in a shadow after i found one with pvp ivs fate had a different plan in mind may 30th rolls around and i battle my second ever arlo and i catch a 15 attack shiny shadow maw while and i instantly had to build the nastiest of the glass cannons in great league no question four star was back burners for then and still is now, but will be my focus on the handicap Ultra League team once I hit level 40. In two months or less, I had a 1495 CP glass cannon tearing through GBL, a few 5 sets, but still raking in rewards, allowing me to comfortably say that I've been able to build up an impressive and spicy Great League arsenal. The story is important because it's my reason for switching my in-game name from my copy pasta gamer tag to a Pokemon-themed name. My original name and the name I use all over the net for games was Bishop O'Darkness. And I now sport one Maw for a while. (laughs) And while I'm starting to try to continue to develop the use of Maw Island GBL. Now, on the information I have to share, I previously shared that I had saved my Galarian Mr. Mime for the Kanto Tour, right? Well, I've been stacking Pokemon since then, and now I want to help others be able to... To do the same, I must apologize. I didn't share this earlier because some of what I have saved isn't available anymore, but trust me, there's plenty left to share. Ooh, some life hacks. With the knowledge that you can stack 100 normal research encounters, effectively two research breakthrough encounters, and effectively one from each special research line, to so devised a plan to save as many cancel Pokemon so my time of hunting is lessened by some planning and due diligence. I currently have 16 stacked Pokemon and in current regular research tasks available i have 18 more i can potentially get before the 20th uh, for everyone i count 24 regular tasks and then you have snorlax from breakthrough my list is as follows glary mr Mime from events machop and machoke from community day event uh chancy from the january breakthrough and i also have seven more days and back so snorlax is an autocomplete pikachu jigglypuff and slowpoke from the new year's event ponyta and growler from old tasks magikarp kabuto volt voltorb ghastly and eevee can still be found in tasks the list of remaining pokemon still available in tasks until the 20th is as follows bulbasaur charmander squirtle poliwag dratini onyx omenic coughing ekans Hitmonlee, hit my dactyl machop geodude Abra, Cubone, and magnemite they have nidoran male and female until the team go rocket event ends oh, so that's passed now meowth for luna new year and i'm sure there is more to come before then too my source is the selfroad.com yeah there you go that's a reputable source and that's where I recommend you look for tasks if you're looking for a particular Pokemon. So that makes 28 confirmed stackable Pokemon, including Snorlax for the Kanto Tour to help you catch them all in one day. I hope this helps anyone who can hit stops regularly but can't Pokemon hunt as much. Or anyone in a situation that could benefit from easier Pokemon diversity by planning ahead. Take it easy, Drew, a.k.a. One Maw for a while. That's brilliant. Um, but that's also... So much more effort than I'm willing to put in, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, but I love it. I love hearing about it when somebody is like, "Look, I, I want to make this easy for myself, uh, you know ahead of time. what What can I do intelligently now to prepare?" and this is this is brilliant. way to go
2: agreed. I, I like the the idea of stacking up, especially so you don't have to potentially stress as much if it works out for you. And yeah. so that's really cool. As for me, I'm just gonna like grind my face off so that I get it all done, so I don't have to worry about it later. The day of, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Ken, are you are you inspired to go hunt down particular tasks and save them? I, I'm not, but I do really admire the craftiness of this. I think it's exceptionally
0: resourceful, and like he's like you he said, it's per- perfect for trainers that can't get out there and grind too much. This is you know, an easy way to get twenty, twenty five percent of the total that you need for the whole challenge, you know, stacked up and ready to go as soon as the
1: event begins. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and and thanks again for shedding some
2: light on this. I'm sure this will be helpful to somebody, Drew. Take it easy. Next emails from Trent. And they said, Hey Chris and Kyle and Ken. It's not really on the email. I'm just <laughs> including Ken. Today, Diane break the release-
1: illusion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trent did apologize on the Discord. He said that he just had sent it. And then Chris was like, oh, sweet. Ken's on today. And he's like, oh, I didn't include him in the email. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Trent. Thank you. <laughs> today, Niantic released their subscription service for Ingress called Core. It's an acronym for 499 United States dollars a month. Much like Pokemon Go, this has been something that's been seemingly data mined for months it finally released introductory values seem good enough to me though i'm more interested in seeing if pokemon go does something similar to it within the next month or so once the kanto tour ends chris i figured you'd be more likely to sign on to a subscription if one does happen anyway so kyle (laughs) what kind of bonuses would you want to subscribe to pokemon go thanks trent p.s here's the link to the information on the core subscription for ingress cmu is their PokeCoin equivalent Chris is feeling slightly attacked
1: a little bit, but he's right though.
2: Yeah. I mean, but I mean, (laughs) clearly I have given off completely the wrong idea because I will get a subscription regardless of what is actually in it. Just because I'm here (laughs) kind of. Yes. Yes. So honestly, I saw somebody else break down the Ingress into understandable things for a Pokemon go player. And it's not really very interesting to me at all. So I hope they make the Pokemon Go and more interesting. Uh,
1: Let's let's hope. Um, Although I don't think. okay, let's give Diantic more credit. I don't think
2: they would roll out a subscription service if it wasn't compelling there. So there's one thing in the Ingress. Subscription that is a big deal. And it's they increase their inventory space Mm. for people who don't play Ingress like like me. They have never increased the inventory space in Ingress. It's the same amount of inventory since the game launched in two thousand and fifteen. i don't I don't know when the game came out so right but
1: but to to its to its defense, right. That game does not introduce more and more collectible monsters that fill up that inventory and items than that correlate with them. I mean, I'm not
2: gonna argue one way or another, but. The community has apparently been begging for more inventory space for a long time. Gotcha. So people are a little bit salty that it's behind a subscription. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. I could see. I'm kind of curious to hear where Ken lands on the whole idea of a subscription service. Would you be for or against it? What would it have to be in order to get you on board if you're not already? I'm 100% for it. I'm
0: spending money on this game anyway. So I'm going to speak from personal, you know, my my own position here. So, uh, five bucks a month, I think, is a great price point when it comes to what they're offering from Ingress. You know, you do get that expansion, but that's like a one-time thing. I don't yep. know if you stop subscribing, if they're going to pull that back. So that's something to take in, into consideration. You get a medal, you get some flair. That's fine. You get a monthly like deposit of coins, you know, our equivalent of coins into your account. So right there you're making your value back because they are giving you currency. So that, that's really good. But you also get, uh, you know, different loadout kit every month. So if you play the game, that's going to be a big deal. So, you know, I think for from a, a Pokemon Go perspective, I think they'd have to do something a little bit different than just give you these kind of little fringe benefits. I think for Pokemon Go, the price point could be higher. And I've, I've put my, you know, had the conversation of like the $15 a month subscription, that would be more like a battle pass. Now think of a, a much more uh, deep and expansive like collection challenge or timed research where you're going to pay 15 bucks, you're going to get items, you're going to get fringe benefits, but then you're also going to have things to work towards over the length of the battle pass for that calendar month. And I think that that kind of thing is what get what what would get Pokemon Go players enticed. And for me, I would love that. So I'm already spending on the game. It would be great if I spent towards something that is going to stretch over the course of the month. Because when I spend fifteen or twenty bucks now, it lasts a couple days and I'm done. So having something in a subscription perspective that I can spend spend money and have value that will stretch over the course of a month, I'm I, I dig it. I I totally dig it. Um, but I know it's not for everybody because they don't want a recurring charge. But you know, I think they'd have to get a little bit more creative on the Pokemon Go side than say on the Ingress side, just because there's more
1: diversity in play styles in Pokemon Go than there is in Ingress. And for the whole recurring charge thing, there are a lot of people out there that do what what I do, which is every single paycheck I get, I put like you know twenty bucks into the game unless there's an event. I'll make an exception. I'll do more or more frequent depending. But like. Like you said, Ken, we're already spending that money. So for players like, you know, the three of us, it, it it's kind of almost a, a no brainer. But yeah, yeah, they would have to make it appeal to people that aren't actively already putting money into the game
0: all the time. Right, That's the challenge. That's definitely right. the challenge.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that's a great email. Thank you for the email there, Trent. All right. Next email is from Thunder Muffins.
0: Hello, gents. I don't know why I said it in that accent. I just read <laughs> it like that. Hello, gents. Thunder Muffins here. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Team email. I'm writing in for two reasons. One, I chose the name Thunder Muffins as my name, so you can find me in many MMOs: Final Fantasy um, 11 and 15 to be a a few, or is that 14? Final Fantasy 11 and and 14 to name a couple. It just simply fits my personality. In fact, when I'm out claiming gems, gold collector, rapidly approaching 300 of them, people only refer to me as Thunder. The other players in my area Rayleigh Durham uh, recognize me both and the name and no longer use my actual name. Two, I hope you're sitting for this part. Thank you for vacationing in my hometown of Dubuque, Iowa, and thank you for pronouncing it correctly. I don't care how. I don't, I don't care. I don't even care what that word is. It's Dubuque. Oddly you- enough, I did live in Lombard, Illinois, for about a year before relocating to North Carolina. Small world, don't you think? It's been a struggle to move in the South. and playing the styles very different here than back home. I'm even struggling still to this day with calling pop a soda. Take care of Thunder Muffins. Mystic level 44.
2: First off, Chris, how do you pronounce the town name? Uh, no, Ken got it. It's Dubuque, right? <laughs> it's, it's Dubuque. It's 100% <laughs> yeah. Dubuque. But I'm going to call it Dubuque.
0: I have like, Dubuque. I, I have uh, <laughs> probably 20 or 30 people in my local community that I only know them by their in-game name. I have no idea what their real name is, nor yeah. do I care yep. to learn. It's just, they, they are their game name. They're just personific- the personification of their avatar. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's cool that people call you Thunder because, uh, you know, you're you're
1: representing in game. I think that's really cool. For the record, I enjoyed my time in Dubuque, and I would like to go back when it's not snowy and when everything is open. So uh, I'm looking to go back. Glad to hear it was your hometown. I wonder if you've got any uh, any recommendations. Shoot them my way. You know, the email address. (laughs) Let's go. But on to our last email. Thank you very much, Thunder Muffins. Kyle, what's our last email and from whom? Not that we don't already know.
2: Last emails from Mitch. And wow. He said, a lovely hello to you gents. Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday. That is all. All right. Thank <laughs> you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. It's been nice. time.
1: <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> thank dang. you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I've been getting back into the weekly grind of school, and I believe I have achieved a pretty good balance between work and fun. It feels good to have a schedule. That is so true. <laughs>
1: yeah no and good for him i don't know anybody in college that actually is able to do that so that's uh <laughs> you're an outlier mitch
2: <laughs> i'm floored about mega gyarados naturally i just best buddy my first man for the fossil buddy challenge i made for myself it's a rampardos i'm skipping the next fossil man on my schedule Kabutops, for a 96 percent shiny gyarados do you guys prefer hashtag shrimp game or hashtag prawn posse, yo! Har, um, <laughs> prawn posse for sure. <laughs> that is fantastic.
0: That is the fantastic.
1: Answer, the answer is you have to curate it for localization purposes. <laughs> no, we've established they're different. They are different I, in every I location. Know. I okay. i right, fine if I have to pick. I I do love prawn posse. It is yeah, it's funny. definitely prawn posse
2: for sure. Yeah. I'm still streaming on Twitch too, Tuesdays and Fridays at 7pm Central, Spotlight Hour and Go Battle League respectively. Old goals, 2,000 stops for a Platinum Backpacker medal, yes. Nice. 3 million experience, 400k shy, dang.
1: (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) 2.6 million experience, experience. oh my god.
2: 400,000 dust, yes, shockingly. New goals, 1,000 Mega Gyarados energy. Hashtag shrimp gang. And we just established that's not true, but okay. Yeah, but he already wrote the email, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand stops spun. One million experience. Now, see, there you go. You, you're in school. You got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> shiny vibes all. Cook's gravy. Hashtag shrimp gang. Hashtag prawn posse. Hashtag shiny vibes all. Hashtag eat Kit Kats however you want. Don't listen oh, to that last one. It's not
1: true. The Kit Kat content just keeps on, <laughs> just keeps on giving. I tell you what, those are some impressive goals there, Mitch. Cooks gravy, Harry's player, streamer guy, supreme. Good luck, and they're they're pretty reasonable. So I think you can do it. I gotta, I gotta ask. though Why are you still going for number of stops spun when you just earned the platinum backpacker medal?
2: It's a good question yeah a good question. <laughs> mitch, probably the same reason you get lucky
1: eggs when you hit level 50 <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's fair enough all right thanks mitch as always we appreciate you being the caboose of the email section if you dear listener would like to send in an email uh, like these fine folks did you can of course send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can also send us a voicemail I'll be part of team voicemail if you send it on over to 262-586-7717, you can also visit our website for all things GoCast by visiting gocastpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. Like us on Facebook, The GoCast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily and get access to our patron-exclusive Discord at the minimum tier of just $1 a month, you can visit Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. Podcast and shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you for your continued patronage. Very generous of you. Shout out to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach walker Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, sports Michael, and Ozzy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you immensely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But before we set the goals, Ken, I, hey, you've got plugs, don't you? We've got a lot going on over on,
0: on my side of the world. So just check out PokemonProfessor.com. It's got links to all of the shows that are on the network and uh, just connect with us on social. We're doing a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we have a pretty strong penetration into the TCG. So we do a lot of TCG stuff. So if you're looking to not only collect the cards, but also learn to play the game and, and play, you know, definitely connect with us. Because uh, while we love collecting, we feel that it's very important to push the actual game of the TCG. So we got a lot of that stuff going on, but you know, lured up.com if you're into the Pokemon go and that's it. And uh, yeah, we've got some back episodes featuring, featuring Chris. So well, you know, we got a little, we got a little cross stuff going on, but yeah, just check out <laughs> Pokemon professor.com and uh, yeah, we hope to, uh, to see you on our side. Be great
1: yeah absolutely and of course we'll have links to all the pokemon professor network stuff and and Lured up in particular in the show notes uh because you should really check out their content we we love them to death we've got a good podcast to podcast relationship but also they make some darn good podcasts over there so couldn't recommend them enough but enough of this enough of whatever that was who knows it's time to set some goals and then get out of here kyle you want to go first uh okay set a good go example first. or a, i can set an example I, I can set a good
2: example i can do okay it. first things first it's one i don't think we've ever done before i want inventory i want items i want over a thousand combined pokeballs by the time we next record i need to prepare for the kanto event and i am not prepared at all right now <laughs> okay all right that is very unique i have like I have like a hundred and forty combined right now. Oof, I'm I'm in a bad way. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty go badly matchups because it's masterly right now, and I'm not sure how much I'm gonna be able to tolerate Love Cup if I actually do sit down and do it. Okay, <laughs> and three hundred thousand experience.
1: Nice. What does that put you up to, by the way?
2: Uh, with the three hundred thousand. Yeah, that'll put me at. 2.9 million not total but I don't have Was I'm not looking at total I'm looking at my next level oh oh, <laughs> I don't okay. care about the total
1: oh well sorry it's <laughs> fine Bo- both both numbers are important
2: because I- I'm at 36 can... million experience okay okay all right all right
1: okay 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 <laughs> mister T- level 40 times one and a half almost times two good look at you you're getting pretty close <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. all right, Ken. You want to set some goals, man? Sure,
0: sure. I, I've got some. So I'm uh, I'm currently working on level forty seven. Okay. So my stuff is going to kind of wrap around that. the The win thirty raids using a team of all unique Pokemon species. I have five done so far. So I uh, definitely want to <laughs> knock out twenty five raids this week. Uh, I'm all you know. I also have the power up three Pokemon to their max CP. I have enough candy to do Snover on my own. So I'll definitely knock that one out, but I want to get one other one that I'll have to coordinate with some friends to, to trade, you know, back and forth to, um, to try to, you know, manage my, my candy XL. So complete the 30 raid challenge, power up at least one additional uh, Pokemon besides Snover all the way to 50. And uh, you know, I think I have right now, 1.6 uh, 1.6 million in pending friend XP waiting to to happen that we're we're gonna nice. you know, hit on the Canto tour, so I'll add an additional million to that, and I'll shoot for 2.6 million uh, by the oh no the Canto tour is still far off right the Canto yeah, the 20F, tour is still mm-hmm. yeah so all right so I'm just gonna say a million XP uh, before the time you next re- uh, record and I'll check in with you before next Tuesday.
1: Alright, that sounds good. Sweet. Good deal. Well, in comparison to those, my goals are going to be a little bit lackluster, because I want to get at least 500,000 experience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to be here for recording next week with over 3 million dust. I'm about 200,000 short, but I have some spending that I want to do before then for a PvP team, so I'll have to remake that, that dust back and uh, finish the level 45 research step that I'm on, so that includes GBL matches and walking my buddy for candy. Thank goodness I had this Pidgey laying around. Much more efficient than my Charizard I was walking before. So I think that wraps it up. I think that's pretty much it. That's the end of the show. Am I wrong? No. No, that's it. No more notes. All right. Ken, thank you so very much for joining us for this episode. It's always great to have you on and just talk in general, but this has been a long time coming. We couldn't appreciate it more. Thank you so much. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm really glad I got to do this with both of you on the show. So it's, it's, re- it's really
0: great to be here. And and I always appreciate it. And your community is always exceptionally welcoming. And your Discord is an awesome place. So thank you to you. Thank you to your community. And uh, thank you to
1: everyone listening. Appreciate it. And on that note, thank you for listening, listener. We'll, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.